0: Hello, I'm Rick Lancaster. Thank you for tuning in. Grab your Bible as we study through God's word together. It's my hope that as we go through these messages, that we will all grow in our understanding of God's word. As we grow in our understanding, we'll also be better equipped to glorify God, bless others and grow faith, ours and others. If you have any questions about anything in this teaching, send me a message. I would love to connect with you. With that said, Let's get into the Word and see what the Spirit would say to us today. Welcome to the Future Today Prophecy Meeting. Um, We are going to uh, do our typical thing here, almost didn't do our typical thing, but we are going to do it. Historians defined periods of time as ages, and you see all different ways that that is described. Um, like the Paleolithic Age was a long time ago, um, dinosaurs and things back then. The Middle Ages, a time between 1300, 1500 um, AD. Um, uh, the Space Age began in the year I was born. That was interesting. You know, like, I'm not sure what the significance of that is, but it was. Uh, and today we are living in the post-COVID-19 age. So, <laughs> If you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 16. Religion breaks down time in ages as well. Now, there isn't enough time to describe all of the different ages as it relates to religion, to our faith. <clears throat> our focus is going to be the one that we're living in today. And we refer to it as the church age. The word church occurs 110 times in the New Testament. And the first occurrence of it occurs in a fascinating conversation that Jesus has with his disciples. I'll do it. There's an... People are excited. <laughs> Um, And so Jesus here has this conversation with his disciples. We're in Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah. We talked about that a little bit in the message today, the Savior of the world, not just of the Jews, but of the whole world. And he is the Son of the living God, God in the flesh. Now, Peter hadn't figured that out. I mean, he didn't, you know, kind of, you know, by extracting it from the scriptures and saying all these things. No, it was something that God, through the Holy Spirit, revealed to him. And that's all, everyone, anyone who, who comes to realize who Christ is discovers that the same way it, it can only be instilled in us, can reveal to us through the work of the Holy Spirit. Now God will use the Word of God, He'll use experience, He'll use all these things, but ultimately has to be God revealing it for it to happen. And then Christ speaks of the church in verse eighteen. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Elsewhere, the Bible teaches that Jesus is the chief cornerstone of his church, and the apostles and prophets are the foundation, and believers are the living stones of the church. And so there's this whole building being built up, uh, which Christ is the cornerstone, the, the, the apostles and the prophets are the foundation, and then we are the living stones. The church is comprised of all people who put their trust in Jesus Christ. So the question then becomes, and the reason why we're doing this is, when did the church age begin? one of the big questions not the most important one but it is a big one when did the church age begin turn in your bibles to acts chapter 2 to acts 2 was it when jesus said he would build it is that when the church began when jesus said i will build my church therefore the church exists and the church um, or, or was it when jesus died on the cross was that when the church began um, or was it after the resurrection when Jesus appeared to his disciples in John 20, verses 21 and 22, Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Spirit. Now, did he, was that when the church began? The most common belief is it's here in Acts chapter 2. This is a common opinion. We say we can call it a belief. We call it an opinion on when the church began. Jesus has ascended back to heaven and the disciples are gathered. So in Acts chapter 2, verse 1, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You know, then it goes on to say, Peter stands up, and he, and he, and he, and he speaks on behalf of God um, to a crowd of thousands who had gathered. They, 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 had, they had heard this noise, this commotion is going on around these disciples, and so they gather around. Peter stands up and preaches a spirit-filled message to them, and it stirs many of them. Skip down to verse 40 of Acts 2. With many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. And those who gladly received his word were baptized, In that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. Jesus told us what the purpose of the church was. And so here in Acts chapter 2 we have this 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 grand expansion we we can be certain at this point the church exists at the point of Acts chapter 2 the church exists thousands are being saved in Act in Matthew chapter 28 Jesus told us what the purpose of the church is. Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to, you, given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Notice there at the end of that is the phrase, the end of the age. What age? The church age. He will with, with them until the end of the earth church age. Every age has a beginning and an end. That makes sense? They're time periods. That means they begin and they end. The church age will end at some point, And it will end when it is no longer on the earth. When the church leaves, it will, it will come to an end. Now, we don't know when the end of the church age will come. In Matthew 24, verse 36 and 37 says this, But on that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Meaning that the life is going to be going on as normal for everyone, and then all of a sudden, Jesus is here, and he takes his church home. And we don't know when the church age will end, but we know how it will end. It will end when Jesus comes back and snatches his church out of the earth and raises up the, the dead believers and takes them to be with him suddenly. So what should the church be doing while it's waiting for the end of the age? We know the age is coming. We don't know exactly when it is, but what should we be doing while we're waiting for Jesus? Matthew 24, verses 42 and 44 say this, Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. Therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Now, if you're a believer... If you're a believer in the finished work of Jesus Christ, then you are the church, not a, not a member of the church, not a part of the church. You are the church, and, and, and we are living in the church age. The signs are all around us that the age could be coming to an end soon. You know, the, if we if we if we study scripture like Acts twenty or not Acts Matthew twenty four, and, and the and the similar uh, uh, scriptures in Mark and Luke, we the signs are all around us that it it could be soon. We could be close to the end. So, so we need to stay ready for Christ to come. Now, now if we're saved, in reality we're already ready for Jesus to come. Right? Does that make sense? If you're saved, you're ready. He, he's there. But we need to also be doing something else. If we're ready, if, if we believe Matthew 28, verses 18 through, through 20, then we sh- or 30, then we should also be, eight, Matthew 8, 28, 18 through 20, we should also be busy making disciples. That means we need to be telling other people about Jesus because the end of the age may be coming, and you don't want to miss the end of the age right? Does that make sense? Anybody that misses the end of the age is in trouble. They're going to have a hard time. And so we need to be busy making disciples while we wait. So we are living in the church age. You are the church. And our responsibility while we're waiting for the end of the church age is to be adding to the church daily those who will believe. Amen? Amen. It's Pastor Randy.
1: Um. Continuing with what Pastor Rick was talking about, uh, he introduced the prophecy uh, that in the days of, as in the days of Noah, uh, the, that's when Jesus is going to be returning. That, that is a preparation prophecy for um, uh, things that we can look around and see that are, are happening that prepare us for the fact that Jesus is returning soon or that the rapture uh, will come. Now, What does that mean, the days of Noah? I wanted to take a little bit of time and just uh, look at that because that prophecy was talked about by Jesus and Matthew and Luke and um, Peter talked about it, Uh, Daniel in the book of Daniel talked about it. What were they like? Well, let's go back to um, Genesis 6 um, verse 5 and uh, read a few of the verses that talked about and described what that was. And here it says, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping things And birds of the air, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. So think about what um, the days of Noah were like. There was wickedness. There was evil. The intent of man was evil with every thought, it it says. And look, here are a few um, uh, uh, headlines that talk a little bit about our time now in comparison to that. These are headlines. Biden, Storyteller-in-Chief, Spins Yarns That Often Unravel. Now, that's an interesting headline because it basically says, and I'm gonna paraphrase, um, our president lies. That's what it says, okay? Um, Why is that important? Well, it's important because um, there is going on throughout the earth with the um, media um, people that lie right in front of us on a regular daily basis. Who would think that the President of the United States would stand up and lie to us? You know, um, it's a regular thing. So that was also happening during the days of Noah. It doesn't specifically say lying, but it talks about evil intent. And then crime is up in cities, um, especially certain larger cities that defund the police, you know. Um, so there's a violence aspect to that that um, um, Genesis 6 talks about. There's, there's violence in the streets. There's violence all around. And um, how many times do we hear Um, that some child I just read about a 13 year old child was raking uh, leaves in the front of his yard and was shot and killed and they have no clue where how that happened that just happened yesterday Um, but that's a commonality of what's going on and so you know violence is going to pick up and we see that over and over again
0: Thank you for listening to this teaching from God's Word. It's one of my core beliefs that the Bible or Word of God has the power to transform our lives. It's my hope that these messages will help you to do just that and to glorify God and bless others and grow faith. If there's anything that we can do to help you with that, don't hesitate to connect with me. You'll find ways to do that in the show notes. In the show notes, you'll also find links to my sermon notes and other resources to help you in your study of God's Word. And sometimes we do need help to grow in our faith. If there's anything that I can do, don't hesitate to connect with me. I love talking to God's people about God and His Word. So send me your questions, and I'll do my best to answer them. This message was shared at Calvary Chapel, French Valley in Murrieta, California. If you'd like more information about the church, go to calvaryfv.com. The link is in the show notes. Until next time, Stay in the word and have a radical week with Jesus.